Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. It is Saturday, and I am here with Chris and... Oh, I'm here with more than Chris, too. That's right. You got a baby growing in her. Well, there's that. But we are we typically record out in my office. We're recording in bed today. (laughs) Actually, we actually are both in bed, but not for any reason other than the fact that I moved all of my recording stuff into the house uh, because the pool noise was loud and I thought it would just be easier to record in here. So it's in our guest bedroom. So, yeah, we are both sitting in the bed. The issue with that is the dog because we have no idea if he's going to be cooperative with this recording or if he's going to be a big pain in the butt and with him the odds lean towards big pain in the butt yes so today is also not only recording in bed day he just took a piece of plastic anyway all right oh dear um Today is not only recording in bed, recording in the house, everything is weird and the dog is probably going to be a problem. Today is also March 6th. And for those of you who may not know, March 6th is the day that Dagny was born. So this is her first birthday. It is her first birthday. And she's not here to celebrate it with us. Yep. Which it's is a sad day, but... Yeah, you know, I, I was thinking about... The last year, because for me, in some ways, it feels like forever and in other other ways, it feels like she was here yesterday. Like it does not feel for the most part, like it's been anywhere close to a year since she was born. Um, And I was thinking about how much has changed. And for me personally, I feel like everything has changed. I have changed. My business has changed. My outlook on life has changed. My outlook on family has changed. Our relationship has changed. But I don't know that you share that perspective. My underwear has changed, and I think Elizabeth is thankful for that. But I I mean, in a serious note, I, I think a lot of things have changed. And I think you had a family yeah. definitely changed the perspective on family and, and what you who and what you consider family. Because it's not always blood. Right. Um, that has definitely, uh, opened our eyes, I think. And I think changed or maybe not changed, but crystallized what we want for our family. Yes. Like we knew we wanted kids, but how important a large family is to both of us has changed, I think, significantly. I would agree. Yeah. But I mean, I actually, I just said to Chris last night, um, that it's it's obvious to me and probably to everybody who knows us that I am still 
very much grieving, very much sad, very much hurting, but I think it's less obvious how you have fared with it because as you told me last night, you just prefer not to talk about it. Right. I mean, I, I, I compartmentalize and I'd rather not bring Open up, up the, that. Yeah, the, yeah. That box. I feel it. Yeah. But by expressing it externally, it's hard. I have to, I now have to share. Right. Which is not your style. Not my style at all. But you did tell me yesterday, and I think, you know, a lot a lot of people ask how we're doing, and especially being that we're pregnant again, and does that change things, and does that make it hurt less, or the pain go away? And I think for both of us, the answer is absolutely not. Like, no. it doesn't make it hurt any less. It doesn't make the pain go away. It is, it is, and has been brutally hard. It's something to look forward to. What, the baby? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I just wanted to acknowledge that it that it is March 6th and what that means to us and I also want to thank all of you guys who have been so supportive and present and loving and just here for the tough stuff I I tell Chris this regularly because it comes up regularly when I share on social media about Dagny's death or something that I've learned in grief, I lose followers every single time because it is hard for people to hear about the loss of a child. Like it's just, you know, it's not easy to hear about loss in general, but especially the loss of a child, it just pushes a lot of buttons for a lot of people and it's hard to face. And so for those of you listening who have been here for it and here through it, I just wanted to say thank you for the support because it has been a year of, challenge and pain and change and upheaval and I just wanted you guys to know um, how appreciative we are I also wanted to take a quick second before we dive into giveaway and questions and all that great stuff um, let you know most of you know that we created a foundation in Dagny's name so that we are able to support families who are navigating either infant crisis or infant loss we tried to have our first official fundraiser in 2020 but COVID prevented us from doing so we do have a date on the calendar for a memorial fundraising 5K. And again, the fundraising is for the Dagny Foundation, which is so that we can support other families who are not just infant loss, but also navigating infant crisis. And um, that date is June 12th. We don't have registration available yet, but we will soon. And you guys can do that from anywhere, right? If you live in Malaysia, if you live in Wisconsin, if you live in California, you will be able to participate virtually, get a t-shirt, do all of that. So stay tuned for that. I recently had a listener reach out because a friend of theirs had twins and a couple days after they were born, one twin passed away. The other twin was, was yeah having a really hard time and we were able to reach out and help them because... There's just a lot that is needed in yeah. that time, and there's a lot that people can't do. But we we were really honored to be able to support that family, and I I just wanted to let you guys know that that is on the horizon, June 12th, for the Dagny Foundation. You can do it from anywhere, and we'll be sharing more information about that. So yes. we got we've got two giveaways, one of which. I'm really excited about. So we're going to give away two things to one person today. One of those things we're going to give away. GBX protein. Well, I was going to start with the Dagny Foundation hat. Dagny Foundation hat. Yeah, we have these really adorable 
pink and gray trucker hats. I love them. I think they're super cute. They also look great on guys like when you wear they yours. Are, they are really cute. They're great. Um, and it has the Dagny Foundation logo with a little bunny. So we're going to give that away since today is March 6th. Dagny was born a year ago today. And we're also going to give away GBX protein. I'll tell you why I chose that. Because I was going to do sleep again because we've gotten so many questions about sleep. But I shared on Instagram recently that I find it makes my life so much easier to have basically the same breakfast and lunch like five or six days a week. And my breakfast is almost always a protein shake with frozen cauliflower rice and probiotics and greens. And tons of people were like, what protein do you use? What greens do you use? All of that. So we're going to give away the GBX protein chocolate flavor. But it, it got easier to get the stuff. It got so much easier, you guys. I have never, ever had a discount code for you for Amare. The brand of the protein that I use is Amare. It's also the brand I use for my greens. It's the brand I use for my probiotics, for the Sleep Plus that I've been talking about. I've never, ever been able to give a discount code until today. Yeah. Until today. So if you're in a place where you can write this down, I'm also going to put it in the show description so that you have it there. When you go to amare.com, which is A-M-A-R-E, like to love Latin, you know, amoamasama. Oh, yeah. Amare is the verb. Anyway, uh, A-M-A-R-E just went down a little rabbit hole. A-M-A-R-E is how you spell it. I get a lot of questions about that too. If you go there and you want to check out the GBX Protein or you've been looking for Sleep Plus, you can now save with my coupon code. I'm so pumped. I have wanted to be able to give you guys a discount forever, and now I can. Here's the code. The coupon code that you use is 30968. All right, five numbers, 30968. So you just go to amare.com, A-M-A-R-E, and whether you're going to get sleep or you're going to get the GBX protein, or you wanted to try anything else, you can save $10 on your first order with the code 30968. I'm so pumped about that. Like, I think it's incredible. The, the biggest thing, no longer the fee to, to, to sign a, up as to a customer. To be a, a preferred customer. It used to be that you paid $24.95 if you wanted to, like, be a preferred customer. That's gone. So you can literally just get the GBX protein, save $10 with that code. You don't have to pay the customer fee anymore. Lots of companies are doing that now, like Thrive Market does that, and Fabletics does that, where you like pay a fee to be a preferred customer. They have eliminated that completely. I'm so freaking pumped. And not only that, I get to give you a $10 off coupon right. code. So 30968, we're going to be giving away the Dagny Foundation hat, as well as the chocolate GBX protein. We'll announce the winner at the end, but we got some questions. Yes, we do. We got some questions. Question let's, one. Let's just dive right in. Do it. Let's do it. I'm ready since we've been kind of jabbering for All 10 right. minutes. Somewhere recently, I saw a video you posted about eating the same thing for lunch and breakfast most days. I'm laughing because I just mentioned this. Wow. <laughs> I'm telling you, so many people reached out and they were like, what is this? I think one is a shake. Why do you do that? And do you snack between? It depends on the baby. Baby's hungry or not? I'm I'm uh, eight months pregnant. She's pregnant, this, so I mean, so some you know usually no. Okay, let me let me break this down. So yeah, I did post a video, and I was referring to that's why we're giving away the chocolate GBX. 
I have not always done this, but I was having a hard time being consistent, especially in the aftermath of Dagny dying and then getting pregnant again. And I just felt like I used to be so consistent with nutrition and I was struggling. I was having a hard time and I needed to make it easier for myself to eat well. And when I say eat well, I mean eat in a way that makes me feel my best. Obviously, weight loss is not a goal right now for me, but I wanted to get back to the consistency that I used to have that just made me feel my best. I wasn't as tired. I had more energy. I was in a rhythm with nutrition and working out. And so one of the changes I made, and I was sharing in this video that I put on Instagram, that made a huge difference in me feeling like I got back in the groove was that I started at least Monday through Friday, sometimes Monday through Saturday, depending on what's going on. I have the same thing for breakfast and the same thing for lunch. It also helps with grocery shopping because I know exactly what I need. And the only thing I have to really kind of figure out what to do with is dinner. And we're super simple with dinner. So that makes it really easy. But I have a protein shake in the morning. And it's not like a prepackaged one, right? I don't get, you know, the cardboard carton. Those have never filled me up. When I make my shake, one of the big things that I do to make sure that it fills me up and I don't feel the need to snack in between is I put frozen cauliflower rice in there and I do that instead of ice. No, you cannot taste it. If you've eaten a lot of cauliflower, you know it kind of takes on the flavor of whatever it's with. And if you have a great blender, it's not chunky or gross or whatever. But I use the cauliflower rice because it's smaller. And for me, I use a Vitamix blender. So it's totally pretty. You've had my shakes before. They're, yeah, they're really fantastic. creamy. They're not like, you don't have like cauliflower chunks coming up through your teeth or anything. No, that would be not nasty. even a little bit. And you can't taste it. No, it, it, it takes on the flavor of whatever you're mixing it with. Yeah. So breakfast is my shake for liquid I generally use unsweetened almond milk. Sometimes I'll use unsweetened cashew milk, but it's usually an unsweetened nut milk. Then I do the frozen cauliflower rice. I do that instead of ice. It makes it cold, but it also adds volume so that it fills me up for longer. You get the fiber in there. And it also gives you a a nutrient density, nutrient diversity, because you've now got, you know, three quarters of a cup of veggies in there or so. Then I'll do um, a half a banana. If my goal is fat loss, I tend to not do fruit in a protein shake, but my goal is not fat loss. I'm eight months pregnant, so half a banana. Um, And honestly, even if your goal is fat loss, if that's an improvement for you, have the half a banana, right? If it's not an improvement for you, don't. But if it is, don't sweat having, you know, a quarter cup of raspberries or a half banana or something like that. Then I do the chocolate protein powder that we're giving away today. I have tried, I don't know, probably 20 different protein powders through the years. And I know a lot of people kind of turn their nose up at the notion of protein powder because some of them don't mix well. Some of them have a terrible aftertaste. Some of them just have a terrible taste in general. Some of them are gritty. I like the Amare because it is very, very creamy. They use a chickpea protein. It's a plant-based protein. So Part of what that does, it it makes it really gentle on your digestion. But the other thing that it does is it's really creamy and smooth. You don't get any of that like grittiness, sandiness of other proteins. And the flavor is great. You you like I the think shakes. I fantastic. Yeah. I, you, I love the flavor. And have you ever had like a really gross protein shake? I know I have. 
I'm sure I have. I I've just, had. I don't remember the names of. Oh my stuff gosh, I've, I've had so many that are like I could never drink this. People will ask me, "Do you like your protein shake? Like, is it good? Does it taste good?" Every I post it most days on my IG stories, just how I kick off the day, and people will say every single time, "Is it good?" I wouldn't drink it if it uh, wasn't. Yeah, I'm not going to drink something I don't like. Yeah, I'm the same way because. Even if you satisfy that like physical hunger, you haven't satisfied that psychological bit, you're going to be jonesing for a snack in 20 minutes because it didn't scratch the itch. Right. Um, I am a big, if I don't love it, I don't eat it. Chris hears me say it all the time. It's not worth it. Constantly. Yeah. Like if something isn't, I look forward to eating it yummy, done with it. No. So the fact that I have this every day, I look forward to it. I really do. I usually put a little bit of nut butter in there, some greens powder. And that is how I start the day. Lunch-wise, since this person's asking about, you know, like the wh- two meals, yeah. Why do I do this? I do cabbage salad. If you've been around for a while, you've heard me talking about it for years. I'm obsessed. I generally buy pre-shredded red and green cabbage mix from Whole Foods. When I go to the store, like yesterday, and it's sold out, I'll literally buy all that they have because it breaks my heart when it's sold out. Yesterday, I went and it was sold out. Um, I just bought a head of green cabbage and a head of red cabbage and I'll put them in the, um, food processor, like pulse it so that it shreds it. And then I'll just use that. What I do for my cabbage salad, the original recipe that I created years ago is on my website. So you can just go to primalpotential.com and search cabbage salad, but, uh, I've simplified it just, I don't know, age. And now what I do is it's, I eat it raw. If you want to cook yours, cook yours. I personally eat it raw. It's shredded. And I'll add one strip of bacon, two scrambled eggs. I used to do the eggs over easy because it made it like nice and creamy. But being pregnant, I don't do over easy eggs. So I scramble them. It still adds moisture. Scrambled eggs aren't, you know, dry. And then I'll do a half half an avocado, also adds moisture, and some goat cheese also adds moisture. So I don't add dressing or anything like that. And then I just mix it all up really well. I use the OXO salad chopper. It's like a pizza cutter, but there's like two of them kind of put together and it allows you to mash it all up and put it in really fine pieces. Um, What I have found in doing that is that those are two meals that I enjoy, two meals that fill me up and two meals I don't have to think about. I don't enjoy what are we going to have to eat? Even though we do that for dinner, like, I don't like that. I don't like having to think about it. I like knowing the decision is already made. They're fast. They're easy. They keep me full. Very, very rarely do I snack between breakfast and lunch. Then on the weekends, we go out to brunch. Uh, at least one day, I'm flexible, flexible with the meals there. But I have found that after going through kind of a consistency struggle for a little bit, that defining it and sticking with it has helped me tremendously. But the key is it's got to fill you up and you've got to enjoy it. And I think that was like a long answer, but I think it's... It's a long answer. But now, so then you took care of the snacking in between there as yeah. well. So we're good. Next question. I'm ready. How do you decide your final goal weight? And when you're in that last 15 pounds, how do you make it easy? It's tough to answer that, how do you decide the final goal weight? Because first and foremost, it's really going to be dependent on how you feel. Anybody can say, oh, I really want to weigh 135 pounds or 150 pounds, or I just want to get under 160 or whatever it is for you. 
But until you're there and you see how you feel and also what it takes to maintain that weight, it's really tough to know. For me personally, I get to a point where I'm like, I don't want to lose more weight. When I feel physically good in my body, I feel emotionally and psychologically good about my body and I feel like I can eat this way, right? I'm not having to feel like I'm restricting. I feel good physically, emotionally, and and it's sustainable. So there's that in terms of how to decide. I also think it's very much kind of a moving target, right? Oh, because if if I look at um, the lowest weight that I was at a few years ago, right? I could feel amazing 10 pounds heavier than that after two pregnancies. You just don't know, right? right? So even if two years ago that was my number – Two or three years later, it very well might not be my number. And and maybe you think, well, that doesn't apply to me because I'm, I'm done having kids or I'm not having kids or, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm a guy. Still, hormonally, there are going to be fluctuations. Emotionally and mentally, there are going to be fluctuations. You're going to find a sweet spot of the way that you like to eat and there are going to be fluctuations. So don't get really hung up on a number ever. Look for the feeling. Yeah. like, And it's not just the physical feeling. It's the mental, emotional feeling. And it's how does it feel to maintain this? Am I enjoying the way that I'm eating? Do I have the kind of flexibility that I want? That sort of stuff. The second part of the question is, when you're at the last 15 pounds, how do you make it easy? I believe that easy is largely a perspective. Okay. So if I, and if you hear snorting, that's the dog. It's It's not me or Chris. That's just dog who's chewing his foot like six inches away from me. Um, Easy is a perspective. And what I mean by that is if you were to ask me right now, just given how the last year went, I'm using myself as an example because that's easy, but we could swap out any number of other. Perspectively, it's easy. Respectively. Perspectively. Perspectively. Whatever. Um, If you were to ask me right now, would you consider weight loss easy? Pregnancy aside, just theoretically, would I consider weight loss easy? Relative to losing my child and going through that, super easy. You can convince yourself that it's hard to be disciplined in eating, but you can also convince yourself that it's not hard. It's one choice at a time. And really, in the scheme of what hard means, it's not. Now, do I think that you always need to put it in the perspective of comparing it to death? No, I don't. And with that, coming from that perspective, does it have to be easy? Like, can you can you embrace the fact that, you know what, the last 15 pounds, you might not feel like it's easy and that's okay. Does it have to feel like it's easy? If you want it to, it can through perspective. But if you're just open to the idea of sometimes, like finishing this book, I don't feel like it's very easy. Now, if I compare it to what we've been through in the last year, it's insanely easy. But I'm also in the moment of like, I don't feel like writing. I don't feel like editing. I wish this was over. I'm fine with it being hard. Yeah. I'm fine with it feeling hard because I am not seeking easy. So I would ask this person, why are you seeking easy? If it's easy, everybody be doing it. And what is that? Why? If it's worth it to you, then aren't you willing to do it if it's not? Yeah. Yeah. So that's... What else you got for I, me? I got more questions, actually. Okay, and then we got winners. 
How can I continue making healthy choices when I don't feel like it or when I'm not seeing results? Journal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, I, I definitely think that's part of it, right? The specificity of uh, this is what I'm going to do today. The other piece of it is you tell me. If you focus it on if you focus on it in terms of oh it's so hard to do this when I don't feel like it. You can convince yourself that you don't feel like it, but you can also convince yourself that you do. And when people get in this place of I'm just not in the mood. I just don't feel like it. I'm not motivated. And I've been there, right? That's why I made the switch to be really consistent and having the same thing for breakfast and lunch 5 or 6 days a week. But if you focus on why you want to do it even if you're not seeing results, I'll use myself as an example because I had to do this a lot to get out of the sort of funk that I was in. I'd ask myself, even when my goal is not weight loss, because I'm not losing weight right now, I'm putting the pounds on right now, and baby is an overachiever in the growth category. Why do I want to eat healthy even when I'm not seeing weight loss results? Well, because I feel a lot better. I've lived a lot of years eating crappy and feeling crappy, and it's not fun, right? I've lived a lot of years saying like, yeah, sure, Twizzlers, what the heck, it's fine. I'll do better tomorrow. Ice cream sounds good. It sure does. This one thing won't hurt. I've lived that way, and I did not feel good. I had low energy. I was tired all the time. I didn't feel good in my skin. My body didn't feel good. I didn't move well. I didn't like how I looked in my clothes. So why do I want to do it when I'm not seeing results? Because I want to feel good. I do not like having a meal and feeling super tired or sluggish afterwards. I do not like waking up in the morning and thinking that wasn't worth it. I do not like feeling like nothing fits well or it's comfortable or I don't have anything I want to go out in. So you have to make a case for, and I can't make it for you. You have to make a case for, why do I do this when I don't feel like it? I also had to tell myself, it's who and how I want to be. I really want my kids to grow up in a home where they see mom and dad working out regularly and eating well regularly. Like I want them to grow up with that example. That oh, is yeah. really, really important to me. And I, I've seen it done both ways. I've seen kids grow up in homes where there's not that example. Like mom and dad working out regularly is not the norm. And eating healthy is not the norm. And I've seen kids who grow up in homes where mom and dad really prioritize movement and fitness. And mom and dad or mom or dad, you, you get the point, really prioritize health. I want to be the latter. I don't want my kids to grow up with the, oh, it's fine. Do whatever. I'll start on Monday. Miserable with my body. I don't want that. So you have to look at how do you continue to do it when you're not seeing results? Well, why would you do it when you're not seeing results? You've got to have that case. I have a very, very strong case that I created for why I want to eat healthy when I'm not feeling it or I'm not seeing results. Guys, we can convince ourselves either way. And we can convince ourselves powerfully either way. You can have a stronger case for why you should eat healthy than why you don't, but it's up to you to create it. So I would really look at why, who and how do I want to be? How do I want to feel? What are my reasons for doing it outside of the number on the scale or the number inside my pants? 
Mm. Mm. Why you have sad face on? Sad about the number inside my pants. (laughs) 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 Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Oh, gosh. How do you learn to be quiet with my thoughts? Are all these questions about food? And just feel not a void with food. I don't really know what you just said. How do I learn to be quiet with my thoughts and just feel? Just feel things and, and, and not avoid of, it with okay. food. Sorry. No, that's fine. I was just I was I saw the word food and I was like, it's rare that we have a day where like all the questions seem yeah, to be it's, about I food. Mean, it's it's about eating your feelings and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. So how do you sit with your thoughts and feel them without turning to food as a distraction or an avoidance exactly. or whatever? Practice. Journal. Write it down. I really think that the fact that it feels uncomfortable or awkward or hard to feel your thoughts, to really just be with them, to experience them, is only a sign that you need more practice with it. What do you think about TM? Transcendental Meditation. I, I love meditation. Meditation is, I, is I know huge. You've enjoyed it. But. Yeah, it, it's it's been very powerful for me. The only thing about that is you're not when you're when you're meditating, it's not like I feel sad and it's okay to feel sad and I want to be comfortable feeling sad. Meditation is kind of for a different thing okay. and a different purpose. You're not like um getting comfortable with your feelings or whatnot. What has helped me so much in grief is letting it be there. Yeah. I have had so much practice in not trying to run away from it. Somebody in one of my Facebook groups very recently shared that they had a death in their family. And literally the death was like the day before. And their post, and no judgment, their post was, how do I stop feeling so much pain? And I'm like, what if that's not the goal? I'm not on a quest to feel less pain. We're not robots. Yeah. Like, it's not feeling is inherently human. And I think, too, it is not something that you can shortcut. Sure, you can distract yourself for a few minutes with a pint of ice cream. Absolutely. But that pint of ice cream does not mitigate, diffuse, minimize the sadness, the stress, the overwhelm, the grief, the anger, the whatever it is. If I recall, we kind of ta- touched on this last week. Balance. Right. Emotional Responding to imbalance. balance is, yeah. is, is important as well. So you have to have those negatives and the positives to balance out. And that's how you become more of a fully emotional. Yeah. Like if, you're hum- if your default is I want to avoid, escape, or numb everything bad – you're going to spend a lot of time in avoidance and escape and trying to numb because the reality is there's going to be good. There's going to be great. There's going to be highlights. There's going to be struggles. There's going to be stressors. There's going to be downsides. There's going to be all of that. What if you decided that you weren't going to see those things as bad, right? Feeling sad is not bad. Being angry is not bad. Being stressed out is not bad. It is part of the emotional spectrum. And to Chris's point, the word balance, I want to make space for it. I'm not trying to run from it. So this really does come down to practice. And what I would say to you is be looking out for those moments when you feel something that you want to escape, right? That you want to turn to food to avoid. Be on the lookout for that and say, 
can I just be okay with this right now? It doesn't mean I have to like it, that I have to want it, that I have to wish for it to stay around. I don't like grief. I don't want more of it. I don't hope to feel it every day for the rest of my life, but I am very okay feeling it right now. Again, that doesn't mean I like it. It doesn't mean it is my choice, but I understand that it's part of life and I'm not trying to run from it. So honestly, I think the only answer here is practice. Practice. Practice makes perfect. Do you have any advice uh, on ways to improve my life? Start with... Journaling. (laughs) (laughs) That definitely helps. In all seriousness, though, one of the most powerful things I've ever done to improve my life is journal. Really, truly, because the reason it helps me is clarity and specificity. The notion, how do I improve my life? What's some advice? What are some ways? That's is so very broad. general. I mean, yeah. That is... It's very, very general. And where I was going to start with that, though, again, the probably primary tool I've used to change my life is journaling. But in order to start, what do you want to improve? Focus on one thing. Baby well, but steps. Clarity first. What do you want to improve and how? What do you want to make better? What do you want that you don't currently have? What makes you happy? What makes you unhappy? What are some things you want to have stay in your life? What are some things you want to have go in your life? The very first thing that I would have you start with is clarity and specificity. Get really clear on what improvements you want to make. Break them down into a bunch of different pieces. And then ask yourself, okay, of all of this, it might be it might be 30 pages. It might be 30 things. It might be two pages. It doesn't matter. Which of these... Hi, are you saying hi, Rumi? Which of these are you able and willing to take action on today? Yeah. We got one more question and then we get... I think we do. Um, Two weeks done today and loving the journal. The Changemakers Journal. The new Changemakers Journal. Boop, boop. Do you review review the day? Mm -hmm. And what do you do with items that didn't get done? Okay. How do you scale back to the one thing to get done in an area, in a given area? All right, there's a bunch of questions here. Do I review the day? Kind of. I'll tell you my process with this caveat. My process will probably not be your process. Everybody's going to do it differently. And what you have to do is use it to find what works for you and what doesn't. So for me, I work out of my journal all day. So it stays open with me all day because... There, for those of you that haven't seen it, every day there's a two-page spread, right? And the left side is sort of clarity, focus, priorities, vision. The right side is more for tasks and things like that. So I'm literally working off the right side tasks checklist all day long. I basically stay with it until those things are done. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of my review. What do I do with things that didn't get done. It depends. Sometimes something didn't get done because I just decided it doesn't need to get done or it's not important. Or sometimes something didn't get done because I assigned it to somebody else. Right. Now it's their now it's their thing. If it was something that I couldn't get done like uh I needed to get a paperwork some paperwork signed by a doctor and the doctor wasn't in today, then I'll move it accordingly. It might not be to the next day. It'll likely be to the next time that it works for me to fit it in. But some things I do move forward. 
where I move it to forward depends on what it is and what needs to be done. Um, the third part of the question here, how do you scale back to the one thing to get done in an area? Let me give a little bit of context here so people aren't lost. The way that the Changemakers Journal works is that you have one primary goal per month, one primary goal per month, and each day you identify three action steps for that primary goal. So like for me in uh, the month of February, my one primary goal for the month was very general, and it the reason it can be general is because there's three specific things identified for each day, but it was to be healthier today than I was yesterday. So the three things for that day might be meditate 30 minutes, work out 20 minutes, and then eat this way. And typically my third thing is like breakfast is my shake, lunch is my cabbage salad, this is dinner. If I have a snack, it's usually after dinner and I take it to bed and I eat it in the middle of the night because that's helped with my blood sugar and pregnancy. Um, I write all that down. Where this person's going with this question is we don't just want to focus on, we can't just focus on that primary goal. We have three additional life investments. So like in February with my primary goal being related to my physical health, one of my life investments might be my marriage. Another might be my business. Another might be my finances. How do you pick the one thing to get done in an area? It depends. For business, I've always got a list. For finances, I've always got a list. Like today, one of the things on my list was, you saying hi to everybody again, Rue? You just want to be like popular on the show like dad? Fat chance. Um, I knew I had to do my net worth spreadsheet because I do that either at the end of or beginning of every single month. So I know that there are financial things I need to check off. Every other Friday, I've got to move money from one account into my investment account, that sort of stuff. For marriage, it's just like maybe we haven't spent some one-on-one -on -one time together or we our one-on-one -on -one time has been primarily TV, so I'll put like, want to play, play a game. game. Yeah, it's it's random. For business... Arm wrestle. Indian leg wrestle. Well, you're strange. We've never arm wrestled. You're just being weird. Um, for business, I always have a list of things to do. It's kind of based on urgency, based on priority, based on impact, that sort of thing. It doesn't have to be the right thing. The goal is to make progress, not to pick the perfect thing with which to make progress every day. But you'll kind of see that as you get more experience in in using the Changemakers Journal. So, And there's a lot more information about what it is and how it works and all of that stuff on primalpotential.com. But there is. I felt like a lot. That was, that was a lot. That was a lot. But we got a giveaway we, for the Dagny Foundation hat and pink protein. and gray trucker hat and the chocolate GBX protein. Now, do we want it to be the chocolate or do we want to offer up the vanilla and have them decide whether they want the chocolate or the vanilla? Or do we only have chocolate on hand? We only have chocolate on hand. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. that's right, because I gave the vanilla to someone. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Mr. Charitable over here gave away the vanilla, so now, but I love the chocolate. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah. Um, chocolate is the one that I chocolate have. Chocolate is the one you're going to get and you're going to like it. Yeah. But remember, if you're listening and you're like, oh, that's right, Sleep Plus, and you want to check it out for the first time ever, I'm able to offer you a discount, $10 off. You go to amari.com, use the code 30968, but somebody's going to win it for Someone's total gonna free. Someone's going to win it right now. Who is it? So At Sono Goddess. So that's at S-O-N-O. G-O-D-D-E-S-S. -S. What do you think Sono Goddess means? Sound Goddess. She's a singer. Oh, she's a singer. 
You're good. I wasn't sure if maybe she was in the speaker business. I'm ge- oh Sonos. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm gonna say I'm gonna <laughs> guess that she's probably a singer, karaoke, but she thinks really highly of herself. <laughs> All you've got to do. Send the hate mail to Christopher at <laughs> primalpotential.com. <laughs> to, claim, to claim your prize, you got 60 days from today or I'm going to drink your GBX and wear your Dagny hat because I think I've bogarted like six of the hats for myself. Yeah. Um, email Christopher at primalpotential.com. Tell him you're the winner for episode 861. You got GBX protein and Dagny foundation hat and we will get it to you. Congratulations. That's Sonos Goddess. Sono yeah. Goddess. Sono. Sono Goddess. Sono. Singer. Let us know if you're a singer too because now I'm curious. Yeah. All right. Everybody have a good one. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform.